It's all about mindset. If you are just in this really negative space, feel like everything's hard, feel like nothing's going your way, you know, that's such a negative attitude to have to go into anything in life, especially a new health journey. So number one is is going to be your mindset. We need to get your mindset right. We need to give you mm-hmm. some motivation, you know, some affirmations to tell yourself every day, something that makes mm-hmm. you feel good. So then the whole healing and the food part of it is going to come a little bit easier because you already now have this mindset of I can do it. Yes, it might be hard, but I know I can do this because I've done hard things. And we are back for another episode of The On-Call Empath. I'm your host, Raj Mantaj. This week, I decided to kind of change it up a little bit. Um, I know I've been reading a lot of your emails from the empaths, the highly sensitive people, a lot of you guys that have been through, you know, some tough times dealing with a maybe a narcissist or somebody that's abusive do deal with low self-esteem, anxiety, um, which can lead to addiction, specifically food addiction. So in this episode, if you've dealt with, you know, any type of food addiction, gut health issues, low self-esteem, or you're just uh, battling with anxiety, this is uh, definitely an episode you want to tune into. Uh, my next guest, Shani, is a life coach, single mother, who has turned her life around and now dedicates her life helping others get back on track um, to find inner strength and courage. She herself has been through narcissist abuse, which she's going to go into a great detail about. And we're going to kind of discuss a little bit further about gut health. And if you know, if you have any stomach issues, I know, especially people with anxiety, that seems to be one of the number one things that people complain about is their digestive uh, issues. So with that said, Shaney, how are you doing today? Hi, I'm doing so good. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Um, so I know I've, uh, you know, I saw a couple of your posts online and, you know, you're more of the expert on gut health. And, you know, before we get into all of that and discuss everything, obviously anyone that's listening today, um, anything that's discussed on this podcast episode or any of the episodes does not constitute for any medical advice, uh, nor nutrition advice. So definitely see a physician or, you know, a nutritionist if you have any, uh, questions on that. But, uh, with that said, Cheney, if you want to kind of tell us like how you got all into this, I know that you you've been through some abusive relationships and you actually came out of it. But going all the way back before um, you started everything, tell me a little bit about your abusive relationship and how you were able to overcome that. Sure. So I was married to a narcissist, and it's funny because a lot of um, relationships with narcissists, you end up being a codependent, um, you know, on them. And that is exactly what happened with me is that, um, Mm -hmm. you know, he, I was so passive and easygoing and then he's like this like energy force and, you know, total opposite of me. So of course I'm attracted to that. 
And it was fine mm-hmm. for a while. But once I had my daughter, um, his narcissistic kind of personality really started coming out because he no longer was number one. And mm-hmm. so after the birth of my daughter, that's kind of when everything shifted in our relationship, um, his addiction. So he always had this, he always had an addiction and it kind of got worse after my daughter was born. And so that was kind of, it mm-hmm. just kind of led down this path of like just destruction for both of us. And because mm-hmm. of my codependence on him, and my own depression and anxiety and, you know, low self-worth and low confidence, all the things that I personally was dealing with, um, I didn't have the strength or motivation to kind of get myself out of that situation. I didn't know that I could. I didn't know how mm-hmm. to. And um, it just kind of led me to follow him down his path of addiction. And it mm-hmm. was pretty horrible for a while. and I you know, because of my daughter and her love, I was able to pull out of it. I was able, you know, to get that aha moment of mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Right. And she helped me pull out of that. And I was able to get sober, able to find the support of my mm-hmm. family, get help. And then, um, you know, I was able to leave that, the relationship. So, I mean, one of the reasons I wanted to bring you onto this podcast is, I mean, I know a lot of the listeners out there, um, have faced narcissism or lived with a narcissist pretty much in the past. And I just had an episode, um, with a a therapist called Olivia Petz, um, in my last episode, uh, talking about codependency and how that kind of, uh, shapes, you know, us after we leave our narcissists, uh, and try to get back into the real world and being a single mother and becoming an entrepreneur, you, you basically, um, you basically came out of it and now you're helping other people putting their life back together. What would, what would you tell them would be like, I guess the number one thing that got you just out of that, that bad situation and then starting your life as a professional and then helping people. What was that aha moment for you that you were like, okay, I got to get out of here or I'm just going to be sucked uh, dry by this person and, and I'll never be become free. Right. Um, yeah, I think it, it was really kind of, you know, it wasn't who I was. And I knew that, like I knew, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I don't really have an addictive personality. I didn't really want the drugs, right. He just kind of convinced me to do them in his little sick mind games. And for Mm -hmm. me, it was really finding the support that I needed because he had secluded us for a very long time, for a few years, we had been secluded and I didn't have the family, you know, around me to support me. And when, you know, he ended up losing his job, we ended up losing the house. So my parents took us in and it wasn't until I was back Mm -hmm. at home and felt the support and love of my family again and my friends in my hometown that I was, that kind of like, woke me up a little bit. And I was like, wait, like, this isn't normal. You know, this isn't how I want my life to be. So it was really number one was finding the support. And I know that that can look a lot different with a lot of different people. I know that 
you know, there are a lot of women who don't have family around them. You know, maybe they're in a totally different state and they don't have that. You know, there are, are other ways to find support in groups, in Al-Anon, in codependent um, groups. Like I know there are different support groups out there if you don't have, you know, your family close by. But for me, the number one thing was was really feeling the love and support of my family and knowing that they had my back. So I could push through this kind of hard phase and be like, no, I'm going to stand up for him, like for myself to him. And, you know, knowing that I had my mom and dad like in the same room behind me so I could say these things, knowing that he's not going to lash out at me because I have my parents with me, you know, that kind of gave me the support that I needed. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the things I hear, especially with a a lot of the guests that I've had who have, you know, on this, ep- on this podcast, um, that have faced narcissist abuse, they would all agree that support is huge. You can't do this on your own. I mean, it's very, very tough. I mean, if you have friends, CODA groups, um, anything that Al-Anon, those are some great, uh, resources for, for anyone that's listening out there that, that might be going through some sort of abuse. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's narcissist abuse. Abuse is abuse, and I and I can't stress that enough. So just kind of switching gears here, I know that um, you had mentioned also uh, you healed from leaky gut. Mm-hmm. What was that like, and what are the symptoms? Because uh, if you can expl- explain to our audience what that is. Sure. So leaky gut is when your intestinal tract, the small intestine becomes inflamed and irritated. Um, and so you have little villi, like little finger, like, um, cells in your small intestine. And those are the ones that absorb nutrients. And then the nutrients goes into our bloodstream and then it's like, you know, goes throughout the body. So when the villi in our small intestine get irritated, inflamed, um, they separate and there become gaps then in our intestinal mm-hmm. wall, which then cause toxins, food particles to leak into our bloodstream because they aren't getting filtered out because of these gaps. Mm-hmm. So that then causes widespread gotcha. inflammation. Um, some of the symptoms could mm-hmm. range from skin irritations, eczema, acne, um, to migraines, headaches, brain fog. Um, you know, loose Mm -hmm, stool, mm -hmm. diarrhea, constipation, gas, bloating, joint pain, muscle aches. I mean, the list can, you know, it's, it's huge. And mine was the inflammation that my body, um, I guess I had the inflammation was actually because of stress, because of the trauma that my body had gone through for so long. When I finally was out of that situation and was safe. My body relaxed. And for me, it came out in digestive issues. It came out in leaky gut and a couple other things. Yeah. I mean, it's very interesting you say that. I mean, for a lot of the folks that deal with anxiety, it just seems like digestion issues is like one of the top three things that they go through. And and I've been researching this myself, and you know, personally, I had that issue myself, uh, where you know your stomach starts producing acid when you get in a fight or flight mode. Uh, I mean, I've been living with that for you know most of my life, IBS, all that kind of stuff. Um, I know they say that 
the gut is the second brain. Um, and most of the trauma victims are, are people that have been through uh, some sort of uh, traumatic event. They seem to have a nervous system that's always uh, kind of on alert. They they say that they have depression, anxiety, um, and like you said, brain fog. How much would you say that gut health is connected to mental health? Oh my gosh, 90%. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a huge part. Yes, it's a huge part. And it's it's all connected, right? I mean, as we know, that is called the second brain for a reason. There, There's the, um, the vagus nerve, right? Which runs all the way from our brain throughout our body. And then from the vagus nerve, there's another nerve um, or there's another system that comes off of that, the intrinsic um, nervous system, right? So ENS. And that one goes directly from the vagus nerve into the digestive tract. And that one, mm-hmm. the, the ENS, that is what is called the second brain. Wow. And it's such an extensive network of nerves that mm-hmm. it kind of acts on its own. That's why they're saying it's the second brain, because it doesn't necessarily need signals from the brain for it to do its job. It can just kind of do it on its mm-hmm. own. And when the, you know, when there's stress and anxiety and these things, you know, we're in this fight or flight mode because of trauma and trauma can look different for mm-hmm. everybody. But when we're in this fight or flight mode, it releases all these stress hormones, which then totally knock the balance off, right? Because you want a good balance of the parasympathetic and the sympathetic nervous system, right? The ones that like mm-hmm. rest and digest, and then the ones that are fight and flight, right? Mm-hmm. Those are the ones that are going to protect us. So when there's becomes like, you know, when they get off balance, and there's more fight or flight, mm-hmm then that's when the stress hormones get super high. And those are the ones that mm-hmm. cause damage um, to the nerves, you know, to the digestive system, to, to our body. Yeah. yeah if we <laughs> kind of, kind of look back to our ancestors. Yes. <laughs> uh, way back when we were being chased by lions. And right. All these, uh, you know, these, these things, what the first thing with the body would do is release, uh, you know, the quarter, you know, the, Mm-hmm. the adrenaline and then you would want to get rid of you know your excrements like you you want to go you know to the bathroom uh, but now in modern day there is nothing chasing us it is either work stressful relationships um just pandemic that we just went through mm-hmm. there are people so many people that i talk to on a daily basis that are having these fight or flight issues and there's no danger, there's no animal, um, anything that's chasing them. So it's, I mean, our bodies are remarkable, but when you're stuck in that mode, you're constantly bloated or you have to go to the bathroom every time, like, you know, you're in a stressful Mm -hmm. situation that could be very uncomfortable. Um, so, you know, you, you being the expert here, um, I have to ask you, what are what are some ways to to heal this and not medically like I mean like mm-hmm. just regular like in a natural healthy way, um, you know as far as like getting good diet and all that and how much does that play a role in in fixing this this whole issue? Right. So the best thing and how I was able to heal my gut naturally, I didn't take you know um, crazy amounts of medications or anything like that to heal, I did it hundred percent naturally through food. And Mm -hmm. the best way to really heal 
is by finding what foods cause the most Mm -hmm. disruption in your digestive system. And, you know, my top three things, and these are the ones that I always, you know, get my clients off of first is refined sugars, dairy, and gluten. So refined sugars, you know, Mm -hmm. also in it's processed foods as well, right? Processed foods have those three things in them. So, um, so processed foods as well, right? So those are kind of the top ones that Mm -hmm. you would want to eliminate out of your diet to really start the healing process. Those are the ones that are going to cause the most inflammation in your body. So if we're trying Mm -hmm. to reduce inflammation Mm -hmm. to get these nerves to stop, you know, getting, being so angry at us, then taking the foods out that are causing them to be angry is going to help the healing process. And then through that, you know, once you kind of eliminate those things, then you can kind of take a step back and be like, okay, what other foods could be causing these problems? Because I mean, what I found for me, at least my body became so sensitive to a lot of different foods even foods that are healthy. I mean, fruits and vegetables, I was having a reaction to. So for me, it was because my body became so overly sensitive because of the damage that I had to eliminate a lot of foods at first to really heal. And then I was able to add stuff back in. But, you know, it's food journaling. That's huge. Really diving deep into what you're eating, how you feel before, how you feel after. Don't think anything's weird. Like if you eat something and then you kind of get like a headache, that could be a sign that your body's reacting to that food. So don't, you know, like anything could be happening, you know, eczema, um, joint pain, you know, all the things that I had mentioned before too. So keeping track of what foods you're eating and how your body feels before and after is huge in the healing process as well. Yeah, it's very interesting. And I can contest to that. Like, I know when I eat gluten, you know, products or, um, you know, a lot of sugar, you know, I'll I'll either get a a headache, you know, I won't feel so good. I know every person's different. Every person has a different chemistry in their body. So what, what might not trigger you might get me in a, you know, in a hives, or I might Mm -hmm. have allergic reaction, or Mm -hmm. I might just be in a bad, bad mood, even if it's vegetables, you know, like I know with uh, some vegetables, it gives me like, you know, stomach ache and and things like that. So there are, so you got to, you know, definitely try out different things, but I'm going to throw you, I throw you a curveball here. Um, And there's no right or wrong answer. And I know this is, (laughs) this is, um, you know, it is based on the person, you know, and I know that everyone's reacts differently to these four food groups, but I'm going to give you four, four food groups. And I want you to rank those four in like worst to somewhat good. And, and they can be in any group, uh, but you do have to just rank them in, in the best order. And I'm just curious <laughs> what, what you're going to say. So, okay. and so I'm just going to throw these out there and you can let me know which are the worst and not so bad. So uh-huh. da- dairy, um, oils like canola oil, vegetable oils, gluten, and sugar. Ooh, I would say... <laughs> Sugar, uh, refined sugar is the worst. Mm-hmm. 
And then I would go, man, that's a toss up between gluten and dairy. <laughs> um, I would go gluten, dairy, and then oils. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's interesting that you say that because, I mean, I've been trying to cut, I'm lactose intolerant, okay. so I can't even do dairy. Sugar definitely does not work. Um, I used to drink those energy drinks a lot. Oh my gosh. So used, <laughs> well, I stopped, but it, it was a sugar free, but I found out that the ingredients in there was probably, I mean, to it mimic your body mimics, it thinks that yeah. you're, you're getting sugar. So I didn't realize that until yeah. I stopped, my blood pressure went down finally. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> but you know, they, it worked, it got me like <laughs> through the, the day, but, um, obviously gluten, when I have pizza, it just. I can feel it the next day. I, I just feel mm-hmm. bloated afterwards. And mm-hmm. then the oils. I think the oils are huge. I know the ones that I only use is avocado, olive oil, and that's pretty much it. I mean, everything else, unless it's like, you know, um, pressed a certain way, mm-hmm. uh, I look at the ingredients. And I never did this before, but I I do not, I can't tell you how much it changed my life, like as far as my energy levels, uh, my mood, all by cutting out, you know, soft drinks and sugary foods. Um, and even like the healthy stuff that you get in the store that says, you know, gluten-free, zero fat, those could be like even more detrimental. Uh, if you read the, the, what's it's really made out of, it's more of a marketing gimmick. Um, and so you have to really read the labels, but you don't have to be an expert. And that's what I want, wanted to bring you, um, on this, podcast is it's just to kind of give people hope that you know you did it you know you've been through so much in your life and now mm-hmm. you're kind of at that position and you're giving back and you're helping others yourself um so that's my question to you is you know how are you using your struggles to help other people at this moment no i think just knowing that you know i've been through a lot in my life mm-hmm. and i've overcome all of it. Mm -hmm. And I think just having, being able to share my story and having other people just be like, wow, like, you know, if she could do it, then I can totally do it. You know, just finding inspiration in similarities in my story and being like, oh, okay. You know, she's dealing with leaky gut and she healed Mm -hmm. it. And all she had to do was like, you know, X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. Cool. You know, I can do that too. And as a coach, it's, you know, then me being able to fully be, you know, empathetic to that and being mm-hmm. like, yeah, like I've been there. I totally understand your struggles. Mm-hmm. Let's try these things, right? Let me hold you accountable. Let me give you support right. on this because I feel like that's what people need. It's mm-hmm. like, well, yeah, I could give up sugar, but if you don't right. have someone telling you maybe how to do it, what to look for mm-hmm. on the label, um, you know, having that kind of like nice support little in, you know, in your ear being like, yeah, you can do it. You can mm-hmm. do it. You know, I, I believe in you. <laughs> right. So, mm-hmm. um, for me, it's just, yeah, I want to be able to, to share my story, share my experiences with, you know, other people who need to hear it and hope that they find inspiration to then, you know, heal because it's possible. It's all, it, you know, we can all do it. It's totally possible. Some people just need a little bit more encouragement and I'm hope that I can do that. Just so wrapping up here, um, I do want to let you just kind of answer this question to all the people 
that are currently tuning in right now, um, any single parents or someone that's been through trauma or just the average person who kind of lost their way, um, kind of like how you did. And like the last thing they have energy to do is like, it's to eat healthy and go through all this because it's really tough when your mind's not Mm -hmm. right and your gut is Mm -hmm. all messed up. And let's say they go to you um, and they're just at a point where they're not eating healthy. They're eating fast food every day. They have kids and maybe they're feeding them the same kind of things out of the box. And, you know, it's just a cycle and generational. What would be like the first, very first thing, um, or maybe you can give them some advice on how to just kind of get in that right direction. Mm-hmm. I think number one, it's mindset. It's all about mindset. If you are just in this really negative space, feel like everything's hard, feel like nothing's going your way, you know, that's such a negative attitude to have to go into anything in life, especially a new health journey. So mm-hmm. number one is is going to be your mindset. We need to get your mindset right. We need to give you mm-hmm. some motivation, you know, some affirmations to tell yourself every day, something that makes mm-hmm. you feel good. So then the whole healing and the food part of it is going to come a little bit easier because you already mm-hmm. now have this mindset of I can do it. Yes, it might be hard, but I know I can do this because I've done hard things. So mm-hmm. really switching your mindset around the journey is, mm-hmm. is super important. And, you know, this can be done through journaling, you know, writing, um, maybe limiting beliefs and then switching those limiting beliefs into affirmations are, is huge, is huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's very good, you know, advice. And just to kind of recap here. So if anyone that's listening out there that may, may be in a bad spot, you know, the number one thing that I can say is just find support, gets like family, friends involved. Mindset is huge. I mean, you can listen to all the podcasts, all the YouTube videos, but nothing's going to change until you have that mindset and you start doing it. And it doesn't have to be a lot. It could be just, just avoiding like one soft drink a day, being accountable and then journaling, um, which you mentioned is huge because it, it holds you accountable. And then the final thing is having a coach. And I think having a coach, it keeps you in that track. So if you do fall off, I mean, when I don't have dinner ready, like the first thing I want to do is order a pizza. Now, mm-hmm. if I'm in a bad mood and I had a bad day at work, um, 99% I'm going to order it and just say, screw it. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> now I know that I don't make any decisions on an empty stomach. I always have something in my back pocket or I'll, I'll pre-cook my food um, and save it for the whole week. So that way there is no falling off because I don't want to waste that food mm-hmm. I paid for either. But, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, so so that uh, a lot of the stuff that you said today really resonates with me, and and I hope anyone that's listening out there um, it help help them out as well. So, but uh, thank you so much for your time today and and being on this podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It was fun. Absolutely. Oh, before we leave, um, if you might, if you don't mind telling us where we can find you on social media, that would be great. Oh, absolutely. You can find me on Instagram. It is my name at Shaney underscore Daughtry. 
It's C-H-E-N-E-Y. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate all the um, you know emails that I'm getting. Uh, I have a lot more episodes coming up this month. Stay tuned and just know that you guys are never alone. And so with that said, we are out. You're listening to the On Call Impact.